Welcome to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. In this episode, I want to revisit the concept again of cognitive dissonance. It's always relevant to bring up and always relevant, I think, to dive into, in particular now, given that the pseudo and illegal mask mandates are being lifted in countless areas. And now, of course, it's been lifted on almost all transportation methods, in particular all of the airlines. There is a phenomenon that is taking place right now that has to be brought up and has to be discussed, and I, and I want to do that here and now. Put yourself on an airplane, and maybe you were on an airplane when this happened, but one of the things that's happening right now is a number of people are videoing these airline pilots and flight attendants who are making these announcements that the mask mandates have been lifted on airplanes. The flight attendants in these videos, and again, it's a small percentage from what we're seeing right now, although I would love to see the videos where a flight attendant might be upset that the mask mandates have been lifted and are, are done away with now. But people are taking videos of, again, these airline employees stating on the plane that the mask mandates have been lifted. and. The responses on these airplanes are really mixed if you're really listening to them closely. There's a lot of cheering, there's a lot of hooping and hollering, and a lot of people are excited and rightfully so. I personally blame these people. I blame the mask wearers. I, I, I blame them all. Um, we are in this state of psychological torture because you complied. And I'm sorry, but uh, I blame you. I blame the mask wearers for all of this. I, I know that uh, judging is a harsh thing to do, but we're in this situation because of the mask wearers. Having said that, one of the interesting phenomenons from a sociological standpoint and a psychological standpoint that's taking place is on these videos, like I said, you're getting a mixed reaction if you're listening closely. You will see and hear, again, the vast majority, I would assume, or certainly half, of the passengers on these airplanes cheering in excitement that the masks are gone, and that's a good thing. However, there is a deafening silence that does exist among some that are on these airplanes who are still wearing the masks, and even though the mask mandates, which were illegal in the first place and have now been ruled by a Florida judge to be completely illegal, which means everybody's been breaking the law and going against the law this entire time, they are still going to be wearing the masks as passengers on airplanes. There might even still be some flight attendants that wear masks also. And this right here, again, is cognitive dissonance to the nth degree. You have human beings coming face to face with a copious amount of lying that they cannot comprehend, which means the fight-or-flight response from a mental and emotional standpoint kicks in. They start to immediately rationalize their participation in this entire thing. But I mean, think about that now. These very brainwashed individuals, and I feel bad for a great deal of them, I really do. Everybody's been psychologically tortured during this entire time. But now, those of us who knew what was going on from the very start, are having to watch these people on a constant basis who have no idea what's been going on this entire time. They bought into all of it. 
They bought into the shots, the mask wearing, standing on the sticker in the store because the sticker will keep you safe. They bought into all of it. They turned on their their televisions on a nightly basis to get the latest updates on what was really going on just to, again, sort of massage their egos and, and ramp up that fear because they're addicted to it now. But now these very people are quite literally hearing a verbal announcement on an airplane in tight quarters around their fellow peers and fellow citizens. And they're hearing these announcements that the mask mandates are no longer in place and even flight attendants are ripping their masks off, going up and down the aisles with trash bags, dancing and literally singing in excitement that there are no more masks. There's just no avoiding it. As a mask wearer or a jabbed person, there's no avoiding it. Let me give you another example. The Pfizer documents. Dr. Naomi Wolf broke, I believe, on Steve Bannon's show, War Room, the other day, of course, that Pfizer knew in their own documentation that the 100 milligram shots were going to destroy your immune system for people who took the jabs. This is public knowledge now, which again is why the mainstream media isn't talking about it, because it's in writing. It's in writing. You can read it anywhere you want. You have to look for it, but it's there. The VAERS, the, the most recent uh, VAERS report is out again. More deaths, more adverse reactions, and we know that's only 1% of the total. This information is, is visible. And it is, again, quite literally being shouted on a bullhorn in an airplane cabin where everybody can hear it. You can't avoid it. The brainwashed cannot avoid this anymore. This is going to lead to massive mental and emotional decline among these individuals. Because even if they start to figure out that they've been manipulated, in many cases, that's going to be a snowball that is going to roll down a hill that they are never going to be able to chase, get back, you know, even out on the ground and, and, and keep it from stop rolling. It's going to crash at the bottom of that hill. Again, you know, just put yourself in, the, in, their, in their airplane seat when they themselves are there, they're panicked, they're wearing the mask, there are people around them, they're double jabbed at least, and then they hear that announcement. And then, and then they hear this, they hear people cheering that they don't have to wear the masks on airplanes anymore. And then you see people again blowing their noses in their masks and sticking them in the pocket in the seat in front of them and doing whatever that they're doing with the mask, throwing them away when the flight attendant is coming up and down the aisle. They're having to watch, hear, and feel all of the contradictions to their entire mind frame from the last two years. This is, uh, this is huge. This is absolutely huge, and I just don't think that it can, can be understated, the importance of this, but also the, the horror of all of this as well. I want to read this briefly, if I can, and, and make, again, some, some more connections here, because this is important. This comes from verywellmind.com. 
There are lots of definitions and explanations of what cognitive dissonance is, but this is just one of them, and I'm going to read through it. What is cognitive dissonance, it says? The term cognitive dissonance is used to describe the mental discomfort that results from holding two conflicting beliefs, values, or attitudes. People tend to seek consistency in their attitudes and perceptions, so this conflict causes feelings of unease or discomfort. Again, as I'm reading this, put yourself in that airplane seat when the individual was having to hear, see, feel, witness all of these announcements and reactions regarding taking off the masks on airplanes. It says, quote, This inconsistency between what people feel and how they behave motivates people to engage in actions that will help minimize feelings of discomfort. People attempt to relieve this tension in different ways, such as by rejecting, explaining away, or avoiding new information. For example, if you're sitting in that airplane seat and you're a jabbed person and you're wearing a mask and you're hearing these announcements and seeing these reactions, you know that there were people who kept the masks on because their cognitive dissonance is kicking in and they're telling themselves, I know more than these people do. I know more than these people do. I'm going to keep wearing the mask and I'm going to stay safe because, that, because I just know more than these people do. Even though a judge has ruled at the federal level that mask mandates are illegal against the law, you would think that the masked and jabbed individuals sitting on that airplane would ask themselves, if they ruled it's against the law, who's been breaking the law this entire time? And then go back in time even further. Who suggested the mask mandates in the first place? Because if you recall, airplanes weren't the first companies. These, these airplane companies weren't the first to impose these mask mandates. I mean, they didn't do it. People would willfully wear them because they felt that they were keeping them safe, which of course jokes on them. Viruses aren't real and it's not aerosol. So they've been wearing them for no reason whatsoever. They'll never wrap their minds around that one. But airplanes didn't do this from day one. People were suggesting it in XYZ, but the mandates for airplanes, again, which are now illegal, were implemented months and months and months into this entire fiasco. It didn't start in March of 2020. It started way after that. But again, if a person were to really examine who has been lying to them this entire time, they would have to go very, I mean, it's Anthony Fauci, clearly, you, you know, your, uh, your mind would go right back to his stupid mug and you would look at his stupid face and you would say to yourself, yep, he was one of the first people out in front saying, you know, we're all going to die and this is serious and whatever else, so we have to wear a mask. You would think that they would start blaming him. But again, this is, I mean, this is going to be very difficult for these people. Uh, signs of cognitive dissonance, it says. Everyone experiences cognitive dissonance to some degree, but that doesn't mean that, there, that it is always easy to recognize. Some signs that what you are feeling might be related to dissonance include feeling uncomfortable before doing something or making a decision, trying to justify or rationalize a decision that you've made or an action you've taken, feeling embarrassed or ashamed about something you've done and trying to hide your actions from other people. I like that one. 
because on an airplane, you can't hide. When someone farts on an airplane, everybody around you smells it. When you're wearing a mask now on an airplane, and there are no more mask mandates, just like again, when you walked around regular society or you walked into a grocery store and you, you still see people that are still wearing masks. We still see people in their automobiles driving around in a convertible in warm weather with the top down wearing a mask. We can see these people and know their mind frame. You can't hide on an airplane. You can't, you can't run off the airplane. You can't drive away. Uh, you know, from your airplane seat, you're stuck there for 30 minutes to hours, depending on how long your trip is. There's no avoiding you giving away your mental mind frame to countless strangers. I just find all of this fascinating. Uh, the next one says experiencing guilt or regret about something you've done in the past and doing it, which is beyond relevant, and doing things because of social pressure or a fear of missing out even if it was something you wanted to do. Causes of cognitive dissonance. Forced compliance, new information, decisions, and decision-making. It says forced compliance. Sometimes you might find yourself engaging in behaviors that are opposed to your own beliefs due to external expectations, often for work, school, or a social situation. Airplanes. This might involve going along with something due to peer pressure or doing something at work to avoid getting fired. Now, I want to interject something here because this is another element that cannot be ignored. The very individuals who have been wearing masks this entire time, in particular on airplanes, I'm going to stick with this example because it's beyond relevant. They have no idea, no idea that there are Endless flight attendants and endless pilots who are jabbed and are experiencing all of the ill effects and poison from the jabs, many of which, I might add, are dead. They don't know that that's a thing. They don't know that that's happening. The second part, they don't know that those employees, pilots, flight attendants, etc., have been fighting back against these mandates this entire time. This entire time, they're not even ta- they, they, they don't even know that that's a thing. A third element has to do again with the ability to be unselfish, not selfish. They have no idea the mental and emotional anguish that flight attendants in particular must be feeling as a result of having to follow these illegal orders, which have been now illegal this entire time and ruled so in a court by a judge, and that the inability to see people's faces and facial expressions warps the mind of the individuals who are trying to engage in some kind of a conversation. Again, I'm not a flight attendant, but I used to be a school teacher. This is why I would have quit as a school teacher if someone would have said you have to wear masks to school, which almost every school building in every school district did in America. I would have quit. It goes against every human innate feeling that I have, number one. It goes against all facts, number two. And all it does is highlight complete insanity. 
it highlights the lack of thinking and lack of common sense among human beings. One of those elements would have been enough for me to quit, let alone all three. The abuse that not only school teachers have felt, but these flight attendants, from again being in such close quarters in a face to face environment, has got to be and had to have been one of the most torturous environments humanly possible. But they were doing it again because they didn't want to lose their job. They didn't think that they could get a job some other place. They didn't want to change careers. They didn't know anything else. And so all of that fear based on those decisions kept them in that plane cabin, so much so that we all, of course, recall all of the conflict videos that exist where individuals wouldn't uh, you know, wouldn't wear a different kind of mask or they would take off their mask uh, you know, to eat a cookie or a, or a bag of pretzels, and then they would be yelled at by, by a flight attendant. And then, of course, being pulled off and screamed at by flight attendants because of something related to the mask. This forced nonviolent individuals to become violent. It forced people who were incapable of individual thought to only highlight their lack of thinking and lack of ability to individually think as an individual in a public setting in close quarters. That is psychological torture. But the people, again, who are suffering from the cognitive dissonance of all of this, who are sitting in that passenger airplane seat, aren't taking into account all of this. They are remarkably selfish people because they themselves aren't taking into account the abuse that countless other people have had to deal with this entire time. This continues here. New information. Sometimes learning new information can lead to feelings of cognitive dissonance. For example, if you engage in behavior that you later learn is harmful or illegal, as it turns out, it can lead to feelings of discomfort. People sometimes deal with this either by finding ways to justify their behaviors or finding ways to discredit or ignore new information. Just like a person, again, sitting in a seat on an airplane. When you hear those announcements that they're no longer legal, that all of these mandates have been illegal this entire time, and now you can take your masks off and people are cheering, that person is, is in dire straits. The, the, the mask wearer, the jabbed person, is in complete dire straits. Because now you're going to have those people not get on airplanes because they feel that they are unsafe because the vast majority won't be wearing masks. The mental gymnastics here for these people, again, is going to drive them to insanity. It already has, and it's only going to get worse, I think, regarding a great deal of these people. Hopefully, some will wake up throughout this process, but man alive, this is, this is not going to get, this is not, uh, this isn't going to get better. With every truth that is revealed, and thank God for it. With every truth that is revealed, these people are going to have, again, their own illusion crushed under the weight of all of its illegality, abuse, poisoning, depopulation agenda. I mean, if they were to go that far, forget it. It's game over for them. And then the last section here, 
where it says decisions. Quote, people make decisions both large and small on a daily basis. When faced with two similar choices, people often are left with feelings of dissonance because both options are equally appealing. Again, just like sitting on an airplane and hearing these announcements, they're forced to make a choice now. They're forced to make a decision. They can go right, they can go left, but you can't go down the middle. It's got to be one or the other. Again, that's a level of mental gymnastics that's going to be very hard for them. And it continues, it says, once a choice has been made, however, people need to find a way to reduce these feelings of discomfort. People accomplish this by justifying why their choice was the best option so they can believe that they made the right decision. Now, let's take this for example. Oh, this is this is in it. Uh, this is a whole class. I mean, I love it. This is an entire class. You could you could tackle this entire subject in one class, which is why I'm doing it right now. And I have a few other things I want to discuss too. But this is the main point for this episode. These very individuals. Let's 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 go backwards in time from before the announcement was made on these airplanes when they heard this announcement. Let's walk, let's just hit the reverse button and we'll, we'll reverse back so you can still see them. They, they take their bags outside of the, uh, the overhead compartment. They walk backwards off the plane. They're walking back. They're walking back. They're, they're now sitting again in the waiting area waiting to get on the plane before their announcement is made to board the plane. They don't know that this is illegal. They don't know that the mask wearing is completely irrelevant and ridiculous and has been this whole time. They don't know all the things they don't know. Wearing the mask at that moment in their life, as they're sitting there waiting to, to board the plane, makes complete sense to those that have bought into this lie this entire time. It still makes sense to them. And within a matter of just a couple of minutes, it is thrust onto them as they are sitting on that plane that what they have been doing this entire time is against the law, that what they've been doing this entire time is, is illegal and completely unnecessary. Just that two minutes of time, apparently, in their mind, they're having to ask themselves, so does this mean the COVID's over? Because people say that it's illegal, and uh, so does this mean that COVID is over? I, I don't understand. That I mean, I, I'm, I'm shocked that some of these people didn't walk up to the front of the plane as the plane was in mid-flight, rip open the door, and jump out. Again, with every passing day, these individuals are going to be coming face-to-face with this giant lie, while their RNA has quite literally been ripped in half. This is not going to get easier for these people. This is going to get harder, without a doubt. I want to continue and read this article here because, again, I, I just think it hits the nail on the head on, on the definition of cognitive dissonance, and we can, again, make these clear connections. It says, what influences cognitive dissonance? It says, quote, the degree of dissonance people experience can depend on a few different factors, including how highly they value a particular belief and the degree to which their beliefs are inconsistent. Again, you talk about inconsistency. They're coming face to face with their own inconsistency. And the inconsistency that has been placed on them 
by the puppet masters and the controllers who have been manipulating countless people. It says the overall strength of the dissonance can also be influenced by several factors, including the importance attached to each belief, cognitions that are more personal, such as beliefs about the self, and highly valued, tend to result in greater dissonance. And then it says the number of dissonant dissonant beliefs. The more dissonant, clashing, thoughts you have, the greater the strength of the dissonance. Cognitive dissonance can often have a powerful influence on our behaviors and actions. It doesn't just influence how we feel. It also motivates you to take action to reduce feelings of discomfort. The impact of cognitive dissonance, then it says. It says cognitive dissonance can make people feel uneasy and uncomfortable, particularly if the disparity between their beliefs and behaviors involves something that is central to their sense of self. Again, countless people throughout this entire abusive time have married themselves to this abuse. And I would go so far as to say the abused are the people who are more likely to have married into this abuse. Let me reword that so you so I'm a little more clear. The actual individuals who have been abused throughout their lives or are in a in a abusive relationship, those people are more likely to have bought into all of this abuse as opposed to someone who was not. I, I think that fits perfectly here with the cognitive dissonance part because they're used to the abuse and have been used to the abuse regarding other issues. So another form of terror coming into their life isn't new. It's something that they would adopt and try to control. And how do you control that? How would you control this kind of abuse? You would control it the same way that you've seen people control it. They would stand six feet apart, wear a mask. Shit, they'd wear two. They'd not only make an appointment for one jab, they'd make an appointment for two jabs. Some people, I've even read some of the posts here on this podcast and put it on my Gab account, they've taken two boosters. They've taken a total of four shots within two years or even within one year. That's how they would control it. The control mechanisms when it comes to abuse are as irrational as the abuse itself, if not more irrational and as we know, are leading to their deaths. It continues to say this. It says, for example, behaving in ways that are not aligned with your personal values may result in intense feelings of discomfort. Your behavior contradicts not just the beliefs you have about the world, but also the beliefs you have about yourself. This discomfort may manifest itself in a variety of ways. People may feel anxiety, embarrassment, regret, sadness, shame, and stress. The person sitting in the airplane seat, when that announcement hit, was being hit with an anvil with all of those feelings. There's no doubt about it. The panic that must have set in. And this is going to be the interesting part, too. I want to see those videos. I want to see the videos of the people who were panicking when those announcements were were made on the on uh, on those airplanes within the last couple of days certainly that particular day when the flight attendants were making the announcements or the airline pilots were making the announcements or whatever it was 
Say, for example, and I'm sure that this happened too. Say, for example, the announcement was made before they got on the airplane, before the passengers entered the airplane. If those announcements were made before they got on the airplane, how many of the anxious ridden, cognitive dissonance, double jabbed, mask wearing individuals who have married all of this abuse and wear it like a badge of courage? How many of them stood up and walked out of the airport or walked out of the airport without even getting on the plane? Because they actually convinced themselves, I'm not going to get on the airplane because now masks aren't mandated, which means I now am unsafe. Even if I still wear a mask, I'm around other people who aren't wearing theirs, which means I myself will be unsafe. I'm canceling my trip. I'm leaving. And then they leave. I guarantee that happened. It had to have. It had to have happened. There's no way it didn't. It's mathematically impossible that that did not happen. Someone stood up from the waiting area and said, I'm going home. I can't do this anymore. I'm going home. These places are unsafe now. I'm going home. And then they went home without even thinking that the mask that they've been wearing this whole time has been for what reason? If the mask worked, then what are you afraid of? Which, of course, we've been saying since the very start. If the mask works, then why do you care that I'm not wearing one? But there's too many of you. There's just too many of you not wearing it now, and that's just uncomfortable for me. See, that's cognitive dissonance. That's a mental disorder. That's a serious mental problem that's going to be next to impossible for these people to get over. It's, uh, it's exhausting. Absolutely exhausting. Um, this wraps up here very quickly. It says, cognitive dissonance can even influence how people feel about and view themselves, leading to negative feelings of self-esteem and self-worth, clearly. It says, because people want to avoid this discomfort, cognitive dissonance can have a wide range of effects. Dissonance can also play a role in how people act, think, and make decisions. They may engage in behaviors or adopt attitudes to help relieve the discomfort caused by the conflict. In particular, I might add, like I just described, the fight-or-flight response kicks in. They either, again, get excited and go, yay, I don't have to wear a mask anymore, or they revert and go in the exact opposite direction and say, I have to get out of here. No one's wearing a mask anymore. It's just like, again, people in the grocery store or anybody walking around in even a larger setting. They're walking around people that aren't wearing a mask, but they themselves as the mask wearer think still that they're doing something to help themselves. Even though they're coming face to face with people who know otherwise, but they're telling themselves that those people are wrong somehow. Again, mental gymnastics like, uh, like we've never seen before here. Now, here are the coping mechanisms, and this is, this is interesting too. It says, some things that a person might do to cope with these feelings include adopting feelings or ideas to help justify or explain away the conflict between their beliefs or behaviors. This can sometimes involve blaming other people or outside factors. We know that they're doing that. We know they've been doing that this entire time. The next one says, hiding their beliefs or behaviors from other people. People may feel ashamed of their conflicting beliefs and behaviors, so hiding the disparity from others 
can help minimize feelings of shame and guilt. This right here is one of the things that's happening inside of even families. Family members aren't talking to one another or seeing one another because some are jabbed and some are not. Some bought into the mask lie and this entire lie, and most, and well, not most, but some didn't. And that divide and all of the truth that's coming out is creating shame and guilt among those that bought into the lie. So hiding from the people who they know had it figured out from the very start is the only way that they can comfortably rationalize their participation in this entire thing. They have to physically hide, not just from the truth, but they have to physically hide from the very people who knew what the truth was the whole time. The last point says this, only seeking out information that confirms their existing beliefs is another behavior of what a person who is engaging in cognitive dissonance will do. It says this phenomenon known as confirmation bias affects the ability to think critically about a situation but helps minimize feelings of dissonance. Again, it's a comfort mechanism. And it's an irrational one, which, again, isn't going to help these people. Again, it's, it's not going to get better. There are ways, it says, of dealing with cognitive dissonance. It says adding more supportive beliefs that outweigh dissonant beliefs, reducing the importance of conflicting beliefs, changing your beliefs. That takes a level of effort that a lot of these people just cannot engage in. It's too exhausting for them. In particular, when you go backwards in time and you go inward into their actual bloodstream and their own DNA, and you say to them, okay, now you've come to all of these realizations. Now, what do you think you've injected yourself with? Do you think you're still right about that? Do you think there's a chance you were lied to about that also? Those kinds of questions are going to be very difficult for these people to even ask themselves, let alone answer them. It then says this, and then I'm going to wrap this up. Potential pitfalls of cognitive dissonance, and I've already mentioned a bunch already. It says sometimes the way that people resolve cognitive dissonance can contribute to unhealthy behaviors or poor decisions. It says, quote, in a theory of cognitive dissonance, Leon Festinger, the psychologist who first described this phenomenon, gave an example of how a person might deal with dissonance related to a healthy behavior by discussing individuals who continue to smoke, even though they know that it's bad for their health. The first point says this, it says, quote, according to Festinger, a person might decide that they value smoking more than they value health, deeming the behavior worth it, quote unquote, in terms of risk versus reward. Another way to deal with this dissonance is to minimize potential drawbacks. The smoker might convince themselves that the negative health effects have been overstated. They might also assuage their health concerns by believing that they cannot avoid every possible risk out there. Festinger also suggested that people might try to convince themselves that if they do not stop smoking, they will then gain weight, which also presents health risks. By using such explanations, the smoker is able to reduce the dissonance and continue the behavior. Take the mask wearing. Again, this is, uh, this is nuts. They are caught in an absolute labyrinth that they're not going to be able to get out in many cases. This is a house of mirrors where they are now forced to, to self-examine to a level that they never have before in their entire life. Do I wear the mask or don't I? 
well, if I don't wear it, what will happen? If I do wear it, what will happen? I've been wearing it this whole time. Yes, I've gotten sick, and yes, I'm double-jabbed and triple-jabbed and quadruple-jabbed, but uh, I, I still need to wear it. Yes, I know other people aren't wearing it and whatever else, and people are cheering on airplanes that they don't have to wear them anymore, but something is wrong with them. I mean, again, those people aren't going to be able to get out of that house of mirrors. It's too much reflecting. It's just too much. It's going to be maddening for them. I, I you know, we, we, we've heard of endless psychologists throughout this entire time. Dr. Mark McDonald, for example, talking about the patients that he would have who would show up wearing the masks. And I've mentioned his work before in the past. But if he thought that the last two years were difficult for people throughout this entire time, I think what's coming is going to be worse. And I'm not saying that because I want that to be the case. And I'm not saying that because um, I'm trying to, you know, stoke the fear porn, so to speak. I'm saying it because th this will have long-term ramifications on the mental and emotional health of endless people going forward. I, I do know for a fact, again, that there are countless individuals that aren't going to buy into any lockdown going forward. That if places actually start to reimpose mask mandates in the future, it'll be interesting to see the percentage of the individuals who actually wear them and continue to then revert back into that societal participation of wearing masks and distancing in XYZ. It's been tested on people already. It worked. The results are in now on the tests and have been in from the very start, although the cognitive dissonance played a role in it, which is why people didn't want to look into the truth about it in the first place, which is why they participated. You know, I'll never forget pulling up to a Home Depot with my mom. The, the two of us were, were driving around and we were looking for uh, lights for the outside of, of my parents' house. And it was the first time that I was really driving around. This would have been the beginning of April of 2020, driving around, and we stopped at a Home Depot, and we looked, we, we were sitting in the parking lot, and we're looking at the front door of the Home Depot, and they had an employee wearing a mask, holding a digital device that kept a tally of the number of people that were in the store. And there was a line of people around this rope, standing six feet apart at least, all wearing masks. And the, the employee was, again, keeping track of how many people were in the store at any one time, and then they were letting people leave, and then communicating with a walkie-talkie as to how many people were in the store. Does anybody remember when that happened? Because I remember seeing that and being remarkably disappointed in the human race and thinking to myself a variety of things. And thank God my parents are completely awake. I mean, they know exactly what's going on and what has been going on this entire time. But I looked at my mom and I said, are you seeing this? And she goes, I just, I can't believe it. I said, they're actually buying into this. They actually think that this is real. And I thought to myself, if a big box store thinks that this is real and these are the measures that they're going to, 
it's game over for everybody else. It's game over. Everybody else is going to fall in line. Now, now look at the box stores now. Do they have an employee standing outside with the rope, tallying people off? No, of course not. Is there the social distance anymore? No, of course not. There's still the goofball that walks in wearing a mask around everybody else who isn't wearing them, including all of the employees, and some of the employees are still wearing them. But by and large, the vast majority are not. Coming face-to-face now with these lies over the last couple of years is going to continue to be remarkably draining mentally and emotionally, physically and socially on countless people. Again, do not expect the people who have mentally distanced themselves from the truth this entire time to all of the sudden surround themselves with people that they know know more than they do about what's been going on. I don't think that that's necessarily going to improve. Because now again, there, as, it, as, it, as I just read and as it's stated in this article, That's one of the mechanisms of cognitive dissonance is to physically hide from the people who know more. Now, you recall also, I want to bring this in too because this matters matters also, but if you recall in a past episode, I brought up how one of the things that we're going to start seeing in the future in school board meetings, for example, are going to be the jab injured or those that have lost family members or children who attend these schools who are jab-injured and showing up at these school board meetings and yelling at school board members for advocating for the jabs or making the jabs mandatory or the masks mandatory in XYZ. Well, now, all of these masks, of course, are illegal. These mandates on transportation have been illegal. So what does that mean about school buses? Well, they've always been illegal on school buses because school buses are not deemed federally at the federal level as public transportation. Now, that law aside, which was ignored and broken by all of these people, now they're going now the mask itself has been illegal. Which means again, is anybody now going to go after these school boards for breaking two laws openly? That's going to be interesting also. This isn't, you know, this is hilarious. And it's not getting better for these, for these school districts either. They themselves are coming face to face with every lie that they have believed and pushed on the public, their own employees, and the students who attend. All of it. They are looking dumber and dumber and more and more mentally incapable of being able to do their job logically. It's exposing a level of mental illness that is astounding. And these people, again, I don't don't know how they even go to work. It would be interesting to see again or hear about whether or not they themselves are physically hiding within these environments now. Are they themselves still wearing masks in these schools? or on these buses when, again, they've been lifted, you have to know that that's happening. That has to be happening. Because, again, it's a level of abuse that they're familiar with, and it's a level of abuse that they are comfortable with. And they have to keep that comfort as close to them as humanly possible. 
but that they can continue to believe all the lies that they want. It's not going to hide them from the truth because more truth is consistently coming out here. And it's just going to make them look more and more mentally unfit to do their jobs. Now, there's one more nefarious angle to this. And this is something that has always existed. Again, it's the Hegelian dialectic. You've heard me bring it up in the past that these contrived and manufactured crises specifically are created to usher in more programs and money-grabbing opportunities and more falsified research and more of the dumbing down of society. There is a particular study here that was conducted, apparently, utilizing a digital cartoon program to teach both parents and students about empathy and resilience and XYZ. And I've brought up this program in the past, and it's titled Kind Minds with Muzi, which is this talking cow. And basically, this talking cow teaches children about, again, empathy and resilience and XYZ. What these researchers did was, is they used this cartoon to gauge the level of empathy and resilience among children and their parents. What The real reason, though, that this study was conducted was to usher in kind minds with Muzi within American schools and to be used as a, well, a training mechanism, so to speak, in order to engage in all of the social-emotional learning programs that are taking place, which means now that this study is out there, there's going to be more schools, preschools, elementary schools, that adopt Kind Minds with Muzi. And again, it's a giant brainwashing scheme and a giant money grab, uh, a money grab scheme. If you're interested in checking out this article, it is titled, Parenting with a Kind Mind. Exploring Kindness as a Potentiator for Enhanced Brain Health. Now again, exploring kindness and brain health is not new. And as unfortunately the researchers within this study state, they blame COVID-19, quote unquote, as being the problem. When in fact, it was the already existing lack of resilience and strong mental mind frame of parents that has led to this problem. Because the parents have been watching television, and parents who watch television are going to spread those lies that they believe to be true onto their children. And those children, of course, are going to go along with it. Again, the number of of toddlers that I've seen wear masks over the last two years is astounding, and we've all seen it. But this right here again, and they openly stated, is an article that was reviewed by a number of different international countries, I mean, just a number of countries, because they're, they want to roll out these kinds of brainwashing cartoon programs to, again, measure the levels of empathy and kindness among both parents and students, and then see how they can increase the kindness among these individuals. But, but they're not blaming television, and they're not blaming the people who need to be blamed. 
the actual puppet masters in this entire fiasco. They're blaming COVID-19 and the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, Merrick, wearing the masks was difficult, and it was keeping people from seeing each other's faces, which builds empathy and you know ex- exchanges emotional behaviors and blah, 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 blah. The strong parents throughout this entire time are the ones who have strong children. And unfortunately, there have been, well, I would say even fortunately, to some extent, there have been endless children throughout this entire time who have proven to be stronger-minded than their own parents. And that's embarrassing. The parent, you know, the children that are saying, why do I have to wear a mask? I don't want to wear a mask. They're not wearing a mask. Why do I have to? You see, it's, it's those questions that a child will ask that a parent won't that a parent will just submit, so to speak, to what the television says or what the school district says or X, Y, Z, where it's in fact the child that's asking all of the critical questions, the who, what, where, when, why, and how. But it's not the parent doing it, it's the child. So now what they're doing with this study again is they're trying to usher in these nonsense programs to just further brainwash both the child and the parent and keep them within that cycle of abuse. So be on the lookout for more of these programs, ladies and gentlemen, and these social-emotional programs that are going to make their way into American schools, because again, this is the cycle of abuse. They've punched you in the face over the last two years, and now they're going to give you flowers and say these flowers are going to be the solution to your problem that they themselves imposed on people because of their own mental unwellness or inability to be mentally fit. But again, this kind of abuse isn't going away either, and it's not going to continue. It's just not going to go away. Uh, I want to play this piece of audio. This comes from Emory University, and it's two individuals discussing the abuse that's going on at Emory University on how they are actually limiting the internet usage among students who are not jabbed. And again, Emory University is in Atlanta, Georgia. So give this a quick listen. This is a shocking one. This one, I could not believe I was reading this. So it's from National Review. And the headline here is Emory University limits internet access for unboosted students. The inconvenience successfully incentivized over half of the booster reluctant students to send in their vaccination proof or request an exemption. The internet restrictions apply to non-academic websites such as gaming and social media platforms. Restricted students also had their Wi-Fi connections slowed, which may have interrupted their studies. These students these days are absolutely addicted to this gaming and social media and Facebook and where all that. So it was it's smart from them because these kids they're kids, really, they're kids, and they're gonna do anything to get back on Facebook or wherever it is that students go these days. We're seeing just like we saw against the protesters in Canada that they froze their bank accounts. This is the new way to induce compliance in the future. We will just shut down your access to the internet. I mean, you and I can't talk if we don't have access to the internet. You and I, on some level, can't work. We work remotely. So shutting down people's access to internet, as you point out, is very, very uh, serious. It's a very serious restriction on modern life in the United States. And I love the way the university explained this. They said, it's a valuable compliance measure to promote participation. 
not this is straight up coercion to participate in a medical experiment. This is a valuable compliance measure to promote participation. And they talk about this as empowering everybody to create an inclusive environment. It's just so interesting, this kind of double speak of what they're doing. Um, but this is clearly, Polly, to me, the interesting thing about this is you're right, this is very clever. And this is going to be another tool that is clearly in the toolbox of the future to induce compliance. It's not over, ladies and gentlemen. It isn't over. The abuse isn't over. They have more tricks up their sleeve. They have more plays in their playbook. It's going to continue to happen. So keep an eye out for what they are. Keep an ear to the ground for what they are. I'll keep trying to bring them up on this podcast as they come across my path here. But they're not finished. So understand, again, these abusers have more tricks up their sleeve without a doubt. Continue to have a great week, everybody, and I'll catch you on Friday. Take care. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.